Hello and welcome to the Latino Card. You are listening on KRBX 89.9 FM, Caldwell, Boise. My name is Rebecca DeLeon with the Idaho Press. And I'm JJ Saldana with the Idaho Commission on Hispanic Affairs. Bienvenidos. Welcome. And so today uh, we are going to talk about something very important. We have two special guests, um, Jimena Bustillo from the um, Idaho, Idaho Statesman. Statesman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jimena is here in the studio with us. And then on the phone, we have Nicole Foy, also from the Idaho Statesman. So welcome, Jimena Thanks. and Nicole. Welcome back, Nicole. Hi. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Hi. So... Um, we are actually going to have a very uh, interesting conversation uh, about coronavirus. And before you click away or before you say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sick and tired of listening about coronavirus, uh, we have a very unique perspective. A very so, special perspective. Yeah. So Jimena and Nicole are have been working on it um, in English and in Spanish. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the you know, how Latinos, uh, their relationship with this, how they're getting their news and how they're getting their news in Spanish. Uh, and so Jimena and Nicole have been reporting on this. And they've been working long yeah. and hard on this. Yeah. So uh, we have a few questions for them. But first, let's kind of introduce a little bit of uh, who they are. So Jimena, you have only been working at the Idaho Statesman for like... Yeah, I started I in November. November. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You really got, like, thrown in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. So I'm one of the breaking news reporters there, and typically I cover crime, crashes, court, anything that could be happening at a moment's notice. And most recently, that's been coronavirus. And you guys Makes have been sense. translating it, too. Yes. So Nicole and I have been working together, kind of tag teaming to write up short little briefs on a really long article, just adding each day, you know, kind of like a diary, like Monday the 3rd and, you know, whatever happened that day that we feel is vital and important for the Latino community to be aware of. And we write that in Spanish. Yeah, it's a really long running list. And, and the newest information is always at the top. So as soon as you pull that page up, if you um, bookmark it every time you pull it up, the latest stuff is right up at the top. It's been very impressive. Yeah. And so, um, Nicole, uh, welcome. How long have you been at the Statesman? Um, gosh, I think uh, I, it's a year in June. So I don't know. I, I can't count anymore. All my brain cells are dead because of this. <laughs> but um, so about like nine months, I guess. But yeah. All right. So, so less than a year. That's still... Not that much time. <laughs> so how did the two of y'all get into reporting, but also in Spanish? Well, it kind of ended up happening out of two things. So right right before we got our first case in Idaho, which seems like at least a year ago, but um, actually was um, only a couple of weeks ago, um, um, I had written a story uh, looking at what kind of information was available in languages other than English and um, specifically looking at um, some kind of so the counties and the areas of our state where we have a significant number of people who don't speak English or don't speak it well. And so that's like Ada County with the refugee community um, where a lot, a lot of, especially the recent refugees, um, still speak a wide variety of languages. And then, of course, we look at Canyon County and the Magic Valley area where you've got, you know, several you know, overall in the state, more than 100,000 people told the census 
um, that they speak Spanish at home. And a, almost half of them said that they don't speak English well. So that means there's a lot of people who, as this information was starting to get out there, uh, warning people about coronavirus as we were watching what's going on in other states, um, almost none of it was in Spanish. And certainly very little of it was in languages um, that many in the refugee community speak in Boise. Um, so when that first case kind of um, was announced, um, I, I think it was a Friday, but honestly, I don't even remember anymore. Um, Jimena and I have been talking with our editors and, and talking about how concerned we were that we weren't seeing a lot of the stuff in Spanish. And so we finally decided, you know what, we're, we're just going to do it ourselves. And that was honestly kind of a scary decision to make because neither of us, even though we speak Spanish and use it for our interviews, we don't, we're not Spanish reporters. Like we've spent a lot of time learning how to write in English. Yeah, it's a definitely a different skill. But I think it's very really appreciative, I, and I can tell you, I, I can guarantee you that the Spanish-speaking, specifically the monolingual Spanish-speaking community, is thankful that you're doing this um, because I think they have no other resources right now. It, it they have resources, but it's not local. I mean, and we we'll get a little bit more into that in a second. But um, Jimena, can I ask too? Like, let's say it was Nicole's idea to get into the Spanish language. Like, how did the both of y'all get into this? I mean, she, it's a lot easier to do these translations when there's two people to check each other's work and kind of bounce ideas back and forth. And that's something that Nicole and I regularly do in the newsroom already. It just makes it easier. And we're very fortunate that there are two of us that speak Spanish in the newsroom. Otherwise, this kind of work would be almost impossible. And so that's kind of also how I got involved was not only seeing the need, but also feeling the support from a coworker in having that additional resource for me to be able to do this kind of work. And so the Idaho Statesman and the Idaho Press, and I think a couple of other news agencies have made all of the coronavirus information completely free. They removed the paywall for English and Spanish. Um, so what, you know, and, and I know that the statesman has that information in Spanish that is completely, they've removed the paywall for that information at a time right now where, um, I mean, journalists are, are struggling. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it that way, but yeah, newsrooms are kind of struggling. Mm -hmm. no, and what they true. need are, yeah. are subscriptions. <laughs> And yet you're still making sure that this information is free and available to the public. Why Why did you all come to the decision to do that? Well, it's literally a matter of life and death for a lot of individuals. And I think that that's what it comes down to is this is vital information that people need access to in order to stay safe and in order to go about their lives, know if they can even go to work or not, know if they should go to the doctor, know where they can access. And I think that at the point where it becomes a matter of your ability to live is when it when it becomes a decision to drop the paywall. And so yeah, and that's not a that's not a new thing for journalists either. Like you see across the country when um, there's an earthquake in California, when there's a hurricane in Florida oftentimes you will see a lot of news sites that are traditionally paywalled because that's how many newspapers make their money today, drop that paywall because news at its heart is a public service. And we, we never want to withhold information that could, like Jimena said, save lives 
when um, when many people need that information and honestly might not be able to afford to pay for it. And I think that becomes especially true with the Spanish language information where it just might simply not be available literally anywhere else. Well, and I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the response to y'all making this information available to the public in English and Spanish. So we will take a short break and then we will come back and talk about that response. Spoiler alert, less than ideal. And welcome back uh, to the Latino card. Uh, I am Rebecca. We're here and, and JJ and I are here with Jimena Bustillo and Nicole Foy. And we have been talking about their efforts to get coronavirus out to the public in Spanish. Spanish specifically. I mean, we have a lot of information, obviously, that is coming out on a breaking news cycle in English. Um, but they're kind of going above and beyond. So. Uh, can you tell me, either of y'all, can you tell me a little bit about what the response has been from English and Spanish speakers to you putting this information out in Spanish and removing the paywall to access the information? And I'm sure it was all positive and lovely. <laughs> okay, I can start. <laughs> to start kind of on the negative is I think a lot of people were really quick to send very frankly rude um, and judgmental comments to our media partners, KIVI6, as well as the Idaho Press, um, the Statesman. We got emails. We um, got a bunch of comments, you know, asking why were we doing this? We're English-speaking outlets. We should be publishing in English, not Spanish. Um, I could get a lot more specific, but I think people kind of get the idea of the direction of those kinds of comments. I read them. Yeah. And the issue with that is this, again, like I mentioned earlier, is a matter of life and death. So having outlets putting this information out in Spanish benefits everybody. Exactly. It's not unique like we're only saving Spanish-speaking individuals, you know, if Spanish-speaking individuals are healthy, then everyone is also healthy as well. And I think Nicole said about 100,000 people speak Spanish. Imagine 100,000 people not having access to this information and getting sick. And it's not like you weren't providing it in English also. So the right. fact that they were getting upset was just them getting upset for really no real reason. Yes, and so well, we have at least 15 stories every day, new ones every day in English. And really, how dare you? Very, <laughs> we're, we're doing really just the very least we can do in Spanish. And, and something to be clear, so I, don't, I don't think we mentioned it at the top, but the reason why you're also going to see some of these Spanish stories in um, at, on the KIVI, um, a local TV station, and even the Idaho Statesman's competitor, the Idaho Press, is because we are making every bit of our Spanish material um, available for reuse for any media outlet in, in, in Idaho. Because, and this was a really wonderful decision that um, my editor, Christina, our editor, Christina Lord, made where it's kind of the same thing with the paywall, where um, we don't know how people get their news. And quite frankly, when it comes to a, a public safety um, issue, while we would love for them to come to the Idaho Statesman, we're not going to withhold a, from a certain segment of our population. Um, we, and we know, that, um, we know that people might stumble across this information that we think is really important 
from a variety of sources. And so it's been really um, amazing to see the, um, the Idaho Press share um, our stories almost every day. KIVI is um, our TV media partner, but they share it every day. Lots of other outlets have picked up the story. I've seen that Spanish radio has picked it up as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and something we should also mention, too, is that um, we're working with, um, you know, one of the radio hosts, um, Yanira Corvera, who works for um, La Grande, and they use our stuff because Yanira has been helping us translate and just get things into, like, that Spanish media tone that maybe Jimena and I, you know, we again, we write in English, <laughs> but um, they also get to share it. Um, we've, we've just made, just like the rest of the coronavirus information, you know, we we think that it's really important that everyone get this, and so we're offering it to all Idaho media and saying, please take this, use what you want, use what you can, just make sure it gets to people who need it. So the the people who get who speak Spanish in Idaho, specifically in the Treasure Valley too, they get their information, um, you know, in Spanish, usually mm-hmm. from national sources, things like Telemundo mm-hmm. and Univision. You know, they see it on TV, they listen to local Spanish language radio. Uh, why is it important for you, Jimena, and you, uh, Nicole, to make sure that they get local information in Spanish all of a sudden? Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jimena. (laughs) Having (laughs) access to those national networks is very important. Don't get me wrong. Like, my mom watches Telemundo like every day, all day. (laughs) But there is a specific aspect to localized information that tells you what you need to do in your everyday life. Again, if you can even go to work with a stay at home order or what your local school districts are doing, that might not be national. That's very, very localized. What West Ada does, what Boise School District, what Nampa's doing, they're all handling it totally different. And being on top of what those day-to-day changes is super important. Like I said, you know, first of all, my mom has a huge crush on Jorge Ramos um, from (laughs) Univision. But um, like I said earlier when we were tweeting some folks about this, um, local news is more important right now more than ever. And you two have been doing a fantastic job because I know that you guys are going way beyond your regular work hours and um, your regular beats. Yes, for sure. We are working often late into the night um, to be able to gather all the information from the day. And it's something we want to do because it's necessary. But we are going a little bit This is like an additional beat for both of you, right? Yeah, we all have our, we both have our own stories that we're working on every day. We pitch in with breaking news, you know, especially because everything feels like breaking news. But that's kind of, too, why we think it's important to do this, because everyone is, unless they've made, like, maybe a very good mental health choice to check out for a little while, um, almost everyone is glued to the news. They want to know whether their restaurants are closed. They want to know if they can go to work tomorrow. They want to know, um, are, are, is, my land, is my landlord going to still require that I pay rent tomorrow or are there going to be city ordinances or state ordinances that can help me since I lost my job because of this unpredictable thing and so like you know it's all well and good to have Spanish information um, from the CDC talking about how to cover your cough but what people really need to know is you know what what's happening in my community what are the rules in Caldwell for a long time Caldwell still had restaurants open when Boise's were closed. So it really matters to know what's going on in your in your local area, not just the state, but also just your local area. 
And quite frankly, there's not a lot of that information available. And even what we're putting out isn't comprehensive. We don't know. We don't have a full list of what every single city in Idaho that has Spanish speakers Mm -hmm. is doing every day. Wish we did. But all we can do is kind of give out the important information. Your taxes, your tax return deadline was extended. The governor's order um, has exempted um, construction and landscaping and farm farm labor as essential jobs so you guys can go to work tomorrow. That information wasn't out in Spanish, especially the essential order and the stay-at-home order. That information wasn't out in Spanish for a full 24 hours. Jimena and I were both getting um, questions from people wondering if they're going to work tomorrow. And that's kind of why we're doing this, is making sure that people can still live their lives and so many Spanish media sources are doing a wonderful job, especially the radio stations, which are lifelines for so many um, Spanish speakers. But if they're not getting the information from the state or local health districts who are doing a lot of their own um, outreach, I, I can't blame them if they don't get it then to Spanish speakers. And things are changing so, so rapidly every single day, especially laws, right? Different stay-at-home orders, declarations of emergencies, what things are open, where you can go, and people can get confused with legal jargon. What does a declaration of emergency mean? What does a stay-at-home order like mean Like when you apply it and enact it as like a governmental action and being able to understand that is very important and that's only going to happen at the local level. That's exactly right. So when uh, we're going to take another quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about how this word is getting out and what you, our beloved listener, can do to help. I'm JJ Saldana. And I'm Rebecca De Leon, and we're talking to Jimena Bustillo and Nicole Foy. And we are talking about how coronavirus information, local coronavirus information, is getting out to Spanish speakers. Um, And Jimena and Nicole are only two human beings. They are two amazing human beings, but they are only two people. And so they cannot, you know, be the only ones getting the information out in Spanish to Spanish speakers. This um, pandemic is growing very quickly and every day there's new cases, there's new twists, there's new information. And uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about how we're gonna get this information out to the people who need it. Uh, What does the situation look like right now? you know, for Spanish speakers and and where there is shelter in place and where there is community spread. So um, there, when you look at like where the cases are, and honestly, as we've been talking, um, we just passed uh, 500 cases um, in Idaho, and we now have community spread in several counties. And community spread, of course, means that um, people are getting. Um, people are, are, are getting um, the coronavirus not because they traveled to a hotspot, not because they were with someone that they knew was sick, but it means that it, it's spread, like what it says, it's spreading in the community and we don't necessarily know who has it yet or not. And so in, there is confirmed community spread in places like Blaine County where there's a significant number of hospitality workers and uh, people who commute in even from the Magic Valley who are Latino and speak Spanish. Canyon County has um, the largest by numbers population in the in the state of, of Latinos and Spanish speakers and there's all and there's also community spread there um, and so there's 
slowly been a trickle of official um, documents that have been translated into Spanish, um, but there there's still kind of a delay in information. So there's um, you know the the governor's essential order and the uh, essential jobs order and the order to stay at home that is now available in Spanish on the governor's website for coronavirus. Um, there's all and as well as a list of, of jobs that tells you what's essential and what's not. Um, you know, some local um, cities and governments are starting to put some stuff in Spanish. So the city of Nampa actually has a Spanish page now where they can kind of compile some of the resources that they were already providing in English, but they now have some in Spanish. Um, you know, the health district up in for t- the Twin Falls and Blaine County area, they have a hotline in Spanish. Um, so there's, there, there's, there's slowly some efforts to get stuff out, um, but it's going to require a lot more because, you know, we're, we're up to more than eight, more than eight deaths in the state and more than 500 cases and probably some restrictions are going to get tighter and people are going to need to know when they can leave their house and when they can't. Well, I know that for me personally, a lot of the monolingual uh, Spanish speakers that I know even a week ago uh, didn't think that this was a big deal still because they hadn't mm-hmm. been getting the information. Um, I think now they, they're like, okay, this sounds kind of serious. But, you know, if, if it weren't for the efforts of the Idaho statesmen, where would people be getting their local information in Spanish? I know you mentioned a, a few just now, Nicole, but mm-hmm. do Spanish speakers know to go to, like, the Nampa City website? Well, do they even know how to go to health and welfare's websites? You know, I don't know if they know all of this information. A lot of them are, we're finding that they're getting their information from Facebook. So we are urging people of any language not to listen to Facebook rumors at all. Please don't. Um, but mm-hmm. also sometimes they're getting information kind of by hearsay. So we found, you know, someone that had heard from a friend of a friend who happens to be a doctor. And that's how they found out that this was actually something to take seriously. But if you don't have those connections or if there's some way more direct that you can get that information that's concrete and that's truthful, then that should be the way that you go. Not- and I like the way that you, you guys had a, a Spanish-speaking person video um, put in there where um, she explained exactly what the virus is. And she did a really, really good job with with explaining it, how it came to be, and all that. And that's really important for, for, to get out there. And so, you know, it's important that not only you guys are doing this, but it's important for the community, even if you're not a Spanish-speaking person, to share these things so then it gets out there and it's a legit source. Yeah, Correct. absolutely. Well, when, you, when you think about it, there's so many rumors in English. I mean, because I'm a reporter, sometimes I get stuff from friends and family um, who 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 will who will reach out to me and ask me like, hey, why is this happening? Have you heard this? And I'll say that is a lie, you, you know. And it's just because people are really scared right now, and that's even for English speakers who have thousands and thousands of local of, of pages of local information that they can turn to. They can turn to trusted local government sites um, that are in their language to get this information, and so add that on that there's very little information available in your language um like that i don't blame people for listening to rumors because like you said jj if unless people know and or or have had experience to know that they can they can call their local health district or look at their local health district's website 
how, how are you going to know? That's how you're going to find out what cases um, are available. There's already just a lack of Spanish resources for Latinos in Idaho anyway before this. And I think, honestly, the coronavirus has really exposed, you know, what little support there is in the case of a, a public health crisis when you really need everybody to be on the same page. State officials keep saying we're in this together. But how are we going to be in this together if, if, if part of us if not everyone doesn't understands. even... Yeah, and everyone understands it, and you can't blame them. I mean, many other states, you know, I don't know the only state that has people who don't speak English in it. And many states, right off the bat, had um, stuff available in languages other than English. And again, it's that local information that's crucial, because those are the people that you can trust. And those are the people that you can turn to and who are your neighbors. Those are the people who can tell you, like, hey, there's a confirmed case at your local Walmart. Um, so you can know maybe I should isolate. Maybe I should um, check in on my family. It's, it's all, we, we can't take care of ourselves if we don't know what's going on and if we don't know that it's, we have to take it seriously. And, and kind of along those lines, too, uh, how are we... And and we being the people in this room, but how are we collectively too? Let's say I'm a listener um, to this very amazing radio show just now, and I'm like, it's wow, amazing. you guys are making. First of all, you guys are amazing and hilarious, but this is a very serious topic. But I love you. And <laughs> let's say, okay, you've convinced me. You guys make a lot of sense, and you're very beautiful people. How Gorgeous. can I, as a listener, maybe I don't have any Spanish speaking friends, but I I feel like I want to help. How can I help? How can what can I do? I think a really easy way is literally just sharing our work and sharing our articles, retweeting them. Social media has allowed us to, yes, have access to misinformation, but it also allows us to easily spread good information and truthful information at the same time. So even if you think you might not have anybody that needs this information, if you share it, then, and then there, that maybe, gets shared. And the, exactly. And you might reach somebody that you didn't know might need this information or someone whose mom needs this information and they can share it. Like my mom mostly predominantly speaks Spanish. So people might not think that I need the information, but I can see it and give it to my mom. And she knows somebody who might need it. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing I would say is if you, if you know that you have, if you live in a town um, that you know has a lot of Spanish speakers or, or even, you know, especially if we're talking about the Boise area, um, and you're seeing information go out in English, and you know that there are people um, who don't speak English and are going to need this in another language, I would honestly ask your local officials, they might not respond because everyone is very busy right now, ask them, what, what kind of options do you have for Spanish speakers or for people who don't speak English? Is this information going to be available to, other, to your other constituents? It's really on all of us to make sure that we're informed and quite honestly public officials are really stressed right now and worried about a lot of things um i don't blame them if this is not the first on their mind but honestly everyone needs this information and it's kind it of not be the first but us. it should be on their mind yeah it's it's on all of us to make sure that we're all safe i mean you know i i don't understand the people who have an issue with things going out in languages other than english but even if I were to take your point that mostly people speak English in Idaho, why would you want someone to possibly catch a very deadly, um, a very, very deadly disease because 
they don't speak English, especially when that person is in your grocery store, it's in your neighborhood, their kids go to your kid's school. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. And we all have to work together if we're going to get through this. Agreed. And on that lovely note of togetherness, uh, we are going to have to wrap up the show for today. But I want to thank Jimena and Nicole uh, so much for not only the work that you do, but for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, a message to everybody that that information is also available in Spanish. Please do share. Um, please let people know that the paywall is removed for coronavirus information in English and Spanish. And so with that, we bid you all adieu. Hasta luego.